on this week's podcast, we don't talk about politics, we have fun with the Super Bowl, we learn how to make memories, and we don't talk about politics. All right, and welcome back to Seeing God in the Everyday with Dan James podcast. And uh, wow, what an incredible week. So much happening, so many things going on. Um, I'm just going to tell you right now, I am steering clear of all the political stuff. We're not going to even mention it. It's just been every channel, every day. It's just, it's, it's too much. So we're going to kind of look at something I think that's a little more entertaining, a little more relaxing um, than the politics of the day. And I want to focus on what happened on Sunday, the Super Bowl. And there's so much that goes on in the Super Bowl. Uh, It's amazing to think that this one thing, this sporting event, um, is seen by so many people around the world. And it's literally, I mean, guys just beating up on each other, uh, trying to move a small ball 100 yards, and that's basically all it is. But there's so much that goes into it, so much that goes around it, and it was a good game. You know, this time it was actually a good game. Both teams can be proud because they both played really well. Patrick Mahomes did what he was supposed to do, you know, um, had a horrible uh, first couple quarters actually didn't play very good at all, but then came in at the end. I thought San Francisco did well. So yeah, and both teams played well. Um, Kansas City did win the game and won it pretty convincingly. Even though it was pretty tight, they uh, ran away with it there at the end. But the most important thing of the Super Bowl, and I'm not going to talk about the halftime show, is the commercials. The commercials are the most important part of the Super Bowl, unless your team is in it. Of course, if you know, for me, if the Bucks were in it, of course, the Super Bowl itself would be the most important thing. But uh, since they weren't, the most important thing for me was the commercials. I want to say that there were a lot of good commercials this year. There were a lot of things, a lot of little nuggets, a lot of things that you could take out and and really look for and look. Um, where is God in these things? And, you know, again, that's how I look at the world. That's how I look through everything, trying to find God in this and trying to find where is his message? Where is his personality? Who is it? Even these companies, secular companies that don't know or are not promoting God, they can still do it because truth is truth. You know, I think back of Paul when he's on Mars Hill, you know, he he actually encourages the men who are sitting there talking about philosophy and who are actually striving to find out uh, the deeper things of this life. And then he focuses them on the unknown God and talks about how Jehovah is this unknown, unknown God. And he's able to take that conversation. But I love what Paul does is that Paul doesn't ridicule him or tear him down. He encourages them to continue to search. Because I believe that if you continue to search for God, God will show himself. He is here. He is in everything. And he will definitely show himself himself to you if you search for him and ask for him. So there was a couple things. I mean, obviously one of the funniest moments of the entire afternoon or evening was the Jason Momoa commercial. And I have no idea what he was even promoting because I was laughing so hard and the tears were in my eyes. It was just, I, 
I don't even know what he was promoting, but that was an amazing commercial. It was hilarious from beginning to end. Uh, when he popped that hair off and stuff, that was just it was just too funny. One of the other ones I wanted to mention was the uh, Snickers commercial, the Fix the World, and this is one of the ones where I saw that here was this opportunity to talk about God. Here's an opportunity to insert some truth into what they were saying is they were basically saying the world needs a Snickers. You know, there's been a long time ad campaign that Snickers has had where they've talked about, you know, people turning into divas, you know, Aretha Franklin and stuff. And it's like when you're hungry and you're, you you need some nourishment, you, you get bitter or you get cranky and, and crabby and stuff. And they were talking about how basically there's a lot of things in the world right now that suck. There's a lot of things in this world right now that need attention and need help. And does the world right now need is a Snickers, you know? And I was sitting there thinking and watching this commercial and going, wow, here are people that are seeing it. They're seeing that this world is fallen. They're seeing that there's problems. They're seeing that there needs to be a savior. There needs to be something to step in and to change what's happening. And man, what a great door that opens up when you can look at that and realize that people are looking for that. You know, one of the things I think about when I think about the Super Bowl commercials is not just are they funny or whatever, but if you look back over the years, the Super Bowl commercials really, they're a barometer is of our country and what our country is going through and how our country is going through uh, different things. And what I took out of a lot of these commercials is that they were very encouraging and uplifting and humorous that were actual humor and not, you know, dark or sexual or blue humor, but they were actually funny. And you see that. So when you see a commercial like this one, it's called Fix the World by Snickers. And um, I'm going to put in the show notes, I'm going to put a, a list of all these commercials and where you can look them up on YouTube if you want to watch them and stuff. But when you start seeing that question being asked, man, that just opens the door. But it also encourages me as a believer, encourages me that people are seeking God. People are looking for what can we do to fix some of these problems? Of course, it's an advertisement. It's not God's scripture or everything speaking through. It's um, strictly an advertisement. So, you know, it did have the humor at the end, but um, really good commercial with um, Fix the World by Snickers. Uh, another commercial which I thought was hilarious and which I thought was really good was the Groundhog Day commercial by Jeep and how they took this thing that we all know from Groundhog Day, something I'm sure that we've all thought about and gone, man, wouldn't that be cool if we were living the same day that we could fix you know, the things that we made mistakes on or fix the things that we did wrong. And they kind of took it to a new level of being able to having a great time. Now, granted, they inserted the Jeep and, you know, it was an advertisement of that Jeep will make you, you know, have that great time as you search for things. But uh, I, again, another fun commercial, another commercial, again, looking for meaning, looking for purpose, you know, can be capitalized on. It can be encouraged. And it's, again, also as believers, if you're a believer, if you believe who Jesus is, you do have a hope and assurance and an encouragement. So seeing things like that, you can take those on a different level of going, I don't need to buy a Jeep for my happiness. I have my happiness through Christ. So I can look at this commercial 
and I can take enjoyment out of it, but I can also, it tells me a little bit of the world around me and what people are looking for. But again, I thought the Groundhog Day commercial was hilarious. I thought it was fun. Man, I I, I could watch that one over and over again. All right, now we're going to get a little more to the serious ones. Um, this one clearly, if you don't have a tissue nearby, you know, we'll talk about it here in a second, but I'm going to play a quick little excerpt from it. Hey Google, show me photos of me and Loretta. Loretta hated my mustache. <laughs> Remember, Loretta loved going to Alaska and scallops. Show me photos from our anniversary. Remember, she always snorted when she laughed. Play our favorite movie. So, as you can tell, um, this is the Loretta commercial, which a lot of people were talking about. A lot of people were, you know, I, I saw immediately on social, uh, all the social networks, people were like going, Google, why? I'm watching the Super Bowl. But also, I saw a lot of people going, Google, you're such an evil company. Why are you pulling on our heartstrings? Because we know you're bad and we know that you're just using this to to get us to, and to spy on us. So putting all that aside, the thing I want to see in this, and or a thing that I would like you to see, how this commercial hits a chord with us because it's talking about something that God has laid out for us. And it's that desire to have that helpmate, that desire to have that wife or the desire to have that husband. Remember when God created Adam, he created Adam and he said, you know what? Adam's alone. He needs somebody to be with him. As you watch that, and the reason why that commercial just pulls on your heartstrings is because every one of us inside has that desire for that other person, has that desire for love of another person or whatever. You know, that's a godly quality. That's something that God has given us. Yes, can it be manipulated and used in a a way to sell something? Yes, without a doubt. But also... It can be something that reminds us the importance of what God created and who God is and also the blessing of what God really wants for us and and what God really loves to do for us and to provide for us that we're not alone, you know, that we're not just on our own. We actually do have that desire for other people and he does provide that for us. I, I thought that was a very touching thing. Um, I thought that also that that thing of having a mate for life. Uh, my wife and I, Becky, we've been married 28, going on 29 years. You know, we look back and we can see things where it was never, it, it wasn't always easy. It was very difficult at some spots, but we were able to continue to stay together, to work together. We felt and believe even to this day that it was God's plan for us to be together. You know, seeing that commercial was very encouraging. And, and also it helps me to, to know that 
people want to see that. People want to hear that. So I think for years there was this thing, the stigma of, you know, the married man or whatever. Or, you know, if you're married, you've got the ball and chain and that you're... But honestly, being married is those beautiful moments. And it's those moments when, even when you're alone... At the end of the days, that other person that you've spent your life with is still there with you and your memories and everything else. And I just thought that was a superb commercial. You know, I know all the stuff with Google and everybody was like an ad by Google to just talk about how we want to invade your life more. But when you look at the ad as it is, um, I thought it was pretty awesome. So there's one last one I want to address. And I thought that this was a really, really cool ad. And I don't know about the company. I didn't do a lot of research except for I know that it's just a, a an insurance company. I just thought it was very, very interesting how um, how bold they were. And here it is. Four words for love. The first is philia. Philia is affection that grows from friendship. Next, there's storge, the kind you have for a grandparent or a brother. Let's go. Third, there's Eros, the uncontrollable urge to say, I love you. The fourth kind of love is different. It's the most admirable. It's called agape. Love has an action. This is good. It takes courage, sacrifice, strength. For 175 years, we've been helping people. Okay. So then they go and talk about their insurance company on that. I thought this was a, a great ad. I Not just as an ad, I thought it was a great message because they're talking about the four words for love that are used in scripture. They're talking directly to me. I mean, this is an ad that speaks directly to me as I'm looking for God in everything that I do. And I look for God in all around me, looking at these four things. Now, I will say this, their their definitions are a little loose when it talks about the definitions of love that they have for the each word breakout. Um, they're a little more, you know, they went kind of generic in their thing and that makes sense because I don't know if they're a Christian company or not. They kind of went, like I said, they kind of went generic on their definitions. So I want to take a second and kind of go a little bit more in depth on the different loves that they talked about that are the different words that they used for love in the commercial. The first one is filio, that brotherly love, that friendship love, that arm in arm love that you get from being friends, from doing things together, from common goals and common interests and things like that. This is where we get Philadelphia from, the city of brotherly love. Then they did uh, Storge. And that is a love that you have for your community or your family. This is an I love my parents or I love my children. I love my community. I love my country. This is a very duty thing that you are going to do this out of duty for your family. And yes, I know for those of you who are chuckling, I did say duty. 
Then the third one that they spoke of was Eros, and Eros is where we get the word erotica from, and this is that physical, sexual love that you get from a husband and a wife, and this is the the love that draws you together. It's also, there's more to it than just the sexual part of it. There's also the part of being together and experiencing things together. Um, I think of my wife and I, we're kind of planning a trip right now that we're just wanting to be together. We're wanting to kind of experience explore some different things, go to a different community, and just kind of be there and do it together and have that together experience. Then the last one that they talked on, and the last one, the one I want to hit on the most is agape. Now, here the thing is, is where I feel like the commercial breaks down because I don't believe agape love can come from an insurance company. I believe that agape is something that only comes through the Father only comes through God. It's something that is so far beyond our own personal ability because it requires sacrifice. It requires you to abandon everything to give to that person. So agape love is so much deeper than just the word love. And where agape is used in scriptures, it's in John 3.16, for God so loved agape, the world, he gave his only begotten son. He loved the world in such a way that he was willing to make a huge sacrifice, a sacrifice that, you know, I can't even imagine to make for, you know, maybe a friend, but for people who don't even like me, who people who are against me, I would sacrifice my child for that person or for them. So that's where agape love comes from. And that's where I believe, like I said, that in the commercial, they're talking about how the insurance company can provide that type of sacrificial love or that we should be giving that sacrificial love to one another. Um, I believe that only comes from God. So there's a little breakdown there in that. But overall, I felt like this commercial was amazing. I felt like this commercial opens the door to be able to have discussions and communication with people about the love of God and the love of Christ. I mean, you can break it down about, you know, brotherly love to eros to agape, and you can see where God is in all of this and how God uses that. All in all, that was just an awesome, awesome commercial. The last thing before I'm done, I do want to say that none of these companies are sponsoring me. I'm not looking for sponsorship from any of them. I just thought it was kind of interesting as, you know, my podcast here is to see God in the everyday. Sometimes we go, well, it's just a Super Bowl. It's just a game. It's just a television commercial. God's not in that. That's This is just for me to zone out. But if we look and we look deeply and we look closely, we can see God in the everyday. We can see God in these commercials. We can see God in the game. There were some other things that happened um, during the game and stuff where you just saw you know, God's hand and you could see how God could be used and God could be shared in those situations. So I want to encourage you again, as you're doing your life, as you're doing something simple as just sitting down and watching TV, look for God, look where he's throwing these little things to you and you might find encouragement in them.
All right, and we are back. And so this week for our final segment, I wanted to talk about an article I read that kind of got me thinking. Now, Becky and I have kind of talked about this before, is that we don't take a lot of photos. We don't try to put everything on film or on our cameras that we experience. We love just having memories. We love being in the moment with our kids, being in the moment with our friends and doing things. It's so funny because we'll go and do something and we'll leave and we'll be like, did you take a picture of it? Nope. Did you? Nope. But we were there and we enjoyed every minute of it. This article, it's a Fox News opinion article by a guy named Mike Kerrigan. And he talks about how his family memories are more important than his family photos. And he talks about this situation where his little brother was trying to get his mom, but his mom figured it out and his mom actually got his brother. And that's a moment that you can't put on film. It's it's not a photo. But because they spent more time worrying about memories and remembering situations and events and things like that, that the photo's not needed. We talk about this a lot um, because... Like I said, Becky and I, we do things and we'll be with the kids and we'll forget to take pictures. We're, we won't take pictures. And we live in Central Florida, so we've been to the theme parks, to Disney and Universal, SeaWorld, Busch Gardens, all those places. We remember those times. We remember those events that we went. And believe it or not, we'll go a whole day at the theme park and maybe take two or three pictures. And that's it. It's not because we're against the... It's just that we love being in the moment, and it's neat because as we sit around and talk around the table, the kids have kind of been in tuned more of being in the moment of what's going on than so much taking a photo. It's interesting because, you know, we kind of tease our kids right now because obviously everybody is, you know, Snapchatting and doing all this stuff where they're sending photos to each other, and we constantly talk to them about Well, do you remember this? And do you remember that? And they do. And we kind of use that as a thing going, listen, you don't always have to take the photo of this. You don't always have to, because you're looking for the perfect shot, just enjoy what you're doing and be in the middle of it. For years, our kids really struggled to take like family pictures or group pictures and stuff like that. So we do have a few pictures where the best pictures that we have are those goofy ones, are those ones where they're not staged. They're not like everybody holds their pose. I just want to encourage you as you're going to the different things with your family and friends, kind of resist that pulling out the camera and going, I have to take a picture of this, or I have to put it up on social media, or I have to do this, and just enjoy the moment. Enjoy the family memories. Enjoy hanging out with your friends and just talking and playing. Enjoy it. I want to encourage you with that message. I read that article and it was kind of like, yeah, that's pretty cool because that's kind of how Becky and I live our lives. And it's cool to see that other people do it that way as well. And if you do it that way, there's an encouragement for you. There's other people. But if you're someone who's um, a slave to the camera and you always got to film that burger or that sandwich or that salad maybe put the phone down and just hang out with your friends you might get a little more enjoyment out of it and you might make a memory that might last in your brain forever uh, even though your phone gets run over by a car or 
ends up in the pool and you can't find those photos anymore. Just want to throw that quick encouragement out to you. Thank you again so much for listening to the podcast. You know, we're trying some different things and new things, and uh, I want to hear from you. I'm trying to get some different social media things set up so that we can communicate better. But right now, I do have an email, and it's um, God in the Everyday with Dan James at gmail.com. At seeing God in the Everyday with Dan James at gmail.com. And you can send me an email. And let me know what you think of the podcast, uh, what you think of the format, what we're doing, if it's encouraging, think I need to make sure I don't stop my day job, you know, whatever you want to say. I hope it's encouraging, though. That's kind of what we're doing here on this podcast. I do want to hear from you. Uh, I'd love to hear what you're getting out of it and also if you're enjoying it. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being a part of my community that we're putting together. And I just want to encourage you to see God in the everyday, to look for him. He is all around you. He is revealing himself to you in the places where you don't think he is. He is there revealing himself. So thank you all so much for hanging out. God bless you guys. Bye-bye.